You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back to a brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the GGR Podcast Network. I've got a really dope episode lined up for you all tonight as I'm going to be reviewing the Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen movie that just released in the United States a few days ago. But before I give into my thoughts on the film, I want to first remind you all to go to our website, greatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast the overflow as well as episodes of our other podcasts like at the diner and the gamer den in addition to that make sure you go follow us on all of our social media accounts we are great geek refuge on twitter and instagram and we have a very active facebook community as well and if you would like access to exclusive content you can find us on patreon where for just a few bucks a month, you can get an an additional podcast released every week, as well as some other perks. Now, with all that being said, I'm here to talk about the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, so let's go ahead and get into it. So right off the bat, let me first say that there will be spoilers in this review. So if you have not seen the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, I would advise you to click away after a certain point i'll give my general thoughts on on the film without getting into spoilers then i'll give a warning and then after that point i'm going to dive into more spoiler territory with this film so in case you're unfamiliar Jujutsu kaisen is a very popular shonen manga they debuted in 2018 but it really rose to it really rose in popularity in 2020 when the anime adaptation came out in October, and it has been one of the best shonen anime and manga out of the last four years, I would say. Well, four years in the case of the manga, and two years in the case of the anime, and now. Uh, We've gotten to a point now where the film has, or excuse me, where the series has released a film, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. Now, Jujutsu Kaisen in itself is a sequel to an early, to a manga that came out a year prior called Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School, which is what this film was based on. Uh, which which is what this film was based on, featuring the character the character Yuta Okotsu. I might be I might not be pronouncing that correctly. It's uh, I, I I I believe that's the case. But if I'm saying it wrong, then you know, go watch the anime or the film, and you know you'll hear uh, how it's supposed to be pronounced. Uh, but yeah, so just in general, I was very late to the Jujutsu Kaisen train. I did not watch it. As it was airing, I waited until the series had finished, and then I decided to actually give it a chance and watch it. And you know, I, I watch most things with a skeptical, um, 
you know, from a skeptical point of view, right? Like, I try not to go into it leaning too heavy on how hype other people have been about something. But at the same time, I try not to also be too low if people are saying that something is not good. I want to be objective about it. And I will say that the, the anime really blew me away. It really feels like a modernized version of Yu Yu Hakusho. Now, that's not a one-to-one comparison, but it feels in that same vein and it feels very modern. And it does lean into some of the, you know, some of the tropes that you get with Shonen. But it also leans away from some of the tropes that you generally get with Shonen. For example, Jujutsu Kaisen has some of the best, um, the most well-written female characters for a Shonen. And anyone who has been watching anime, or and especially Shonen anime for any period of time, then you understand how big of a deal that is. Because generally speaking, the women in Jujutsu Kaisen, excuse me, the women in, in Shonen anime are not written the best you know they're written to be the love interest or they're written to be plot points that help move the story forward but they themselves are not fully fleshed out as characters that have their own goals and motivations and even their own storylines that are independent of the male uh the male the main male protagonist so that's one of the things i really enjoy about Jujutsu kaisen and as i've gotten into reading the manga I've I, it's really cemented itself as something that I really think has a good chance to go down as one of the best of this genre if we're being if we're being really honest. All right, so that's just in general. So let me talk a little bit about you know my my non-spoiler thoughts on the film. So I went to go see the film actually on Thursday, the Thursday before it officially premiered. And I was very lucky that my theater had two other people in it. <laughs> so it was nice that it was it was nice and spaced out and I, I didn't have to worry. I did wear my mask during the entirety of it, but it did make me feel a bit more comfortable that I was not in a crowded theater to see this movie. Now, the movie has a runtime of about an hour and 45 minutes. And that's not very long. I feel like that's a that's a good length for an, for an anime film. Um, for I mean, it's a good length for a film in general, so long as you know as, as the story and the pacing of everything is really good. And I think with this movie, it does a really good job of setting everything up, or ex- excuse me, explaining everything that you need to know within the context of the film. So this movie is a prequel to Jujutsu Kaisen, the series. So you'll see character. There are several characters from the main series who are here, but this is this takes place, I believe, a year prior to the events of the main series. So, for example, the the, the characters that we know as the second year students, you know, in the anime, are only first years in this film. Uh, uh, Satsuro Gojo. Uh, who is one of my favorite characters, is a year younger. And as I mentioned earlier, we follow the main protagonist uh, named Yuta Okotsu um, and his demon power, I guess is kind of a, a way to put it, are um, known as Rika. And, you know, Okotsu is a character that is has been mentioned in the anime by name, but you don't really know anything about them. And you kind of don't really know who they are where or where they are and why other people are bringing them up. And as I mentioned before, when you when you begin watching this movie, even if you know nothing about 
this franchise before going to to go see it. It does do a good job of explaining everything that you that you need to know about spirits, about curses, about what's going on with Utah, um, and what like what are the things that are taking place over the course of the film as far as the story. What is Jujitsu High? What is the purpose of these students? What are they learning? What are they training to become? And I found that to be really good and really dope because I, I wanted to be able to, to rec recommend this movie to people if they were unfamiliar with Jujutsu Kaisen, but perhaps had an interest in learning more about it, whether they were fans of anime or not. And I believe that just as a standalone film, this film does a great job of explaining all the, not only all the things you need to know, but it, it really showcases why this anime and this manga in particular has has gotten has has risen in popularity over the course of the last couple years. The story itself, you follow Yuta, um, and he has this curse, and he basically gets enrolled in Jujutsu High to you know to uh, you know become a sorcerer, and. Some other things happen. I'll get into more of those when I get into the spoiler part of it. But, uh, yeah, you kind of learn more about him as a character and learn more about several of those characters that I mentioned before. I found the, the pacing of the story to be really consistent and really good. Much like the anime, it doesn't take very long for you to really get into the story. Um, it's explained in the beginning what is, what is going on, who are the characters that you need to know, and, you know, buckle up and, and stay along for the ride. So I found the pacing and the story to be absolutely incredible. I found the action scenes to be really great. And that's consistent with Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, for for a lot of anime, you know, they, they tend to sometimes take shortcuts when it comes to fight scenes. And sometimes the animation, and perhaps that's due to budget. Uh, maybe it's because of, you know, other reasons. But, you know, it's not always the case. And... Much like Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen is an anime that does not cheat you when it comes to the animation. And that includes the fight scenes. found the, the, the animation and the fight scenes to be really captivating and breathtaking. And I kind of didn't really know what exactly was going to happen. And I found myself really just immersed in that world because of how gorgeous the animation was and how great the choreography for those fight scenes ended up being. By the by that hour and 45 minutes really breezes by uh, because, as I mentioned, it doesn't take you very long to get into the story. And as I mentioned, you learn more about Utah and those first years. And by the end, by the time you get to the end of the film, you come away feeling or at least I did. I came away feeling like, wow, I would like to know more like I I, I want to know more about Yuta. I want to know more about where he went. What's what's been happening with him? And I want to see more of this this really incredible power. And I want to see not only him, but you know the 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 secondary characters, the first years. Uh, well, they were first years in the film, at least second years in the anime. I want I want to spend more time with them. I want I want to see more of Gojo interacting with them and their training and how they became you know, who we knew them to be by the time the anime, you know, the events of the anime uh, rolled around. You know, like it, it feels like the anime, but it also feels very different because the characters that you're following also feel very different. 
And I think that that's a good thing. And it's also a tale of how excellent the writing of not only the series is, but of, but the characters specifically are very well written that, you know, I found myself very interested in, in wanting to know more about what was going on there. So, you know, consider this the cutoff point for the non-spoiler part. So after this moment, I'm going to get into spoilers. If you, you know, only listen to this point, thank you for listening. Please come back and finish once you have watched the film. Uh, because I will say this film is 1,000% worth watching. And honestly, I'm probably going to go see it again before it's out of theaters because the film was that good. Whether you're already a fan of the series or not, it's absolutely worth a watch. All right, so let's get into the spoilers Um the spoiler part of this review. So the film opens up with Yuta kind of in a similar position to where we see Yuji in episode one of Jujutsu Kaisen with him, you know, tied up kind of unsure of what's going on. And you see Gojo there, you know, talking to him about his powers, um, you know, explaining that, you know, he is, <laughs> he is, you know, he's set to be executed, um, but he's managed to stop that off and he's going to end up at uh, Jiu Jitsu high. And that's where things really start to get popping within this film. So we spend we, we spend a lot of time with not only Yuta and Rika, but with Maki, Panda, Panda, and Inumaki, um, the second years that we see in the Jujutsu Kaisen anime. And those are the characters that I really wanted to see more of. We we spent a lot. We did. We got to know a little bit of Maki's backstory, um, in the anime. Well, not a little bit. We got to know a lot of Maki's backstory in the anime, especially when we saw her uh, facing off against her sister. And same thing with Panda when we when we got a better explanation of you know the different abilities that he has. And so, really, the only character that was I was pretty curious to learn more about was Inumaki since he has the um you know the speech the, the power of speech essentially and I'm very glad that in this movie we see Yuta interact with everyone but one of my favorite um one of my favorite uh, moments was when Yuta goes out on a mission with Inumaki and he has to kind of learn how to connect with him and understand him and during that entire sequence it was great to see Yuta not only like continue to kind of build his confidence, but learn how to connect with Inumaki and show that he has value, that he has a reason to be here. So like with this review, I'm probably going to jump around a little bit, but you know, stick with me here. I promise it's, it's worth it. So, and the, the reason, so the reason that that's significant is because when we're introduced to Yuta in the beginning, I like, you know, he's a character who didn't have a ton of confidence and essentially seemed like he just wanted to die and was perfectly content with with that. And, you know, it was largely due to his relationship with, you know, his curse known as Rika. And I liked watching him I, like I watched I like I enjoyed watching that development grow where. You know, when when you, when he first gets to Jujutsu High and, and Maki is like kind of really getting on him and really saying, you know, things that are kind of rude <laughs> to him. I mean, they were they were for sure rude. But seeing that Yuta kind of 
have that fire in him that you know to to want to be better to 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 find purpose in in helping and you know to have a reason to 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 stick around like yes you have this curse and it may be kind of unsightly but like you can use it for good you can use your ability for good and so from that moment we see him really strive to to become better and you can tell you know, he absolutely earns Maki's respect, uh, even though Maki is, you know, very blunt, <laughs> to, say the, to say the least. She's probably my favorite, uh, my favorite female character um, in Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's interesting, it's interesting that there are so many parallels between Maki's character and my own original character, uh, for a series that I'm working on. So maybe that's part of my my draw to her. But I kind of I kind of enjoyed, you know, watching just just the interactions. And then, you know, even in that first that that first um um that first sequence when, you know, he just gets dropped in there with Maki to, you know, to um to to bring those children back. And even when, when Maki you know, gets KO'd and, you know, he, he has to f just kind of figure it out because he doesn't feel like he's been trained. And then ultimately he does. And, you know, that, that, that is like really one of the starting points for him kind of building on the con on that confidence and him really wanting to, to lean into it, you know, and, and, and answering the question of like, like, what do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do? Why, like, why are you here? Right. And I feel like just in general, I could really resonate that because that's something that I kind of wonder myself very often, um, whether it's, you know, with my music career or with podcasting or just with anything. Just wondering, like, why why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my reason for being here? And so like that, like you to, you know, figuring out how to answer that and, you know, growing was one of the things that really appealed to me and appealed to his to his his character because his character is is drastically different than Yuji. Yuji's character is very extroverted, can make friends, you know, super sociable. Yuta is the polar opposite. He's much more introverted, and you can tell that like he's not as sociable as as others, and like it's it's not as easy for him to just be a people person. And as an introvert, that that really resonated with me, and that's why I was really drawn to his character. Um, excuse me, in this movie. And like I said, it made the scenes that he had with Inumaki super dope because, you know, sometimes it be like that, you know, like you, you get, you end up in these situations where maybe there's some sort of language barrier or some sort of personality barrier, or maybe you just have, and a, 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 you think you have an idea of how someone is, um, and then you spend, you have to spend some time with them and then you realize that they are totally different and you start thinking of them very different because that's what happened with Inimaki. Like Yuta was super like, I don't know what to do. How am I going to talk to him? How is this going to work? Right. And, you know, by the end, you know, he ends up tag teaming with, um, with Inumaki because the mission they went on was, was not supposed to be something that really required, that much effort right it was supposed to be like a one and done but the, the the main villain in this uh ghetto you know ambushed and you know was really trying to find a way to steal rika 
because Rika, you know, is like this super powerful curse. And it was very key to his plan in order to, you know, steal her and, and use her for, you know, things. <laughs> and and the interesting thing about that, um, the fight that he had uh, with Inumaki against that high level curse uh, because it just it just came back to me was that Yuta was also not able to summon Rika under penalty of death, not only for him but for Gojo. <laughs> and if you've seen Jujutsu Kaisen, then you you know how you know how Gojo is. So it was a very big deal. So that 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 was that was pretty cool. But that's also where Gojo, in the aftermath of that event, where Gojo figures out that uh, Ghetto, you know, was the person behind it. And so this is one of the things that I, that I enjoyed about this film as well was getting to learn about characters just outside of the main characters that were, that, that we get from the anime. So I've always wanted to, I've, I've wanted to know more about Gojo and Ghetto and so on and so forth. And this film does a, does a really good job of really explaining you know, why Ghetto is the way he is. Like, he's someone who used to be a student and has a God complex over regular people. And, you know, in this film, he ends up declaring war on the sorcerers. That was his plan. And, you know, he wants to release uh, a bunch of curses on the city to kill, you know, non-sorcerers because he sees them as useless. At least that's the plan that, he wants them to think that it is. But the real plan, as I mentioned before, was he wants to absorb Rika. You know, because Rika is, is super, super, super powerful. So, like I said, it jumps to the, the ending sequence, or not the ending sequence, but that final act, very like, rather quickly. And, you know, we see Yuta and Geto really go at it. But not only them, but Maki, Panda... And Inumaki all, you know, have their all have their hands full in helping Yuta try to take down Ghetto, who is, you know, again ambushed them at the school simply because he wants to absorb Rika. And as I mentioned earlier, the animation and the fight sequences in this film are beautiful, and I cannot wait to go see them again. And we even get to see some of the some of the other characters like Toto eventually shows up uh, as part of this movie. Uh, Miwa and Maymay both show up in this film. Um, Mai, you know, uh, um, Maki, Maki's sister May also, or excuse me, Mai also shows up for for a brief bit in this film also. But yeah, that 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 final sequence was beautiful. We got to see Gojo, um, you know, kick some ass to say the least, uh, fighting, not fighting against not only Miguel, but just other, other curses that were there as part of the distraction part. And, you know, because he eventually realizes, Oh snap, I need, you know, yeah, I need to, I need to get back. So by the time Gojo gets back to the school, uh, Yuta and Rika, Excuse me, Rika has, or Yuta has already unleashed Rika's full power and taken out Ghetto. And that's, that pretty much is the end of the war right there. But it gets, it, it gets a really, it, it gets really interesting because 
it gives us it it tells us that there's a connection between Gojo and Geto that the anime doesn't really dive into. And we learned that the two of them are connected. They they were in school together. So they like they have history outside of just like, you know, one being a good guy, one being uh, a bad guy. And so I thought it was interesting that Gojo didn't kill him there, right? And like I thought the dynamic that of showing that they were friends before their ideology drew them apart was was dope. And it made me want to learn more about their dynamic and what what happened. And I like it's made me pick up the manga in hopes that I can get answers to that. And I can say the manga absolutely has given me some answers in my in my reading to this point. So, you know, uh so after so after that final fight, we get to see that um Gojo reveals to Yuta one that that his theory was correct that he was the one who cursed Rika because he was unable to accept her death. And then in addition to that, he revealed that uh, Yuta is also a descendant of one of the strongest sorcerers in history. And Gojo is also a descendant of the same sorcerer, meaning that the two of them are distant relatives. Then we get this really emotional moment where Rika thanks Yuta for letting her stay with him and bids him farewell. And, you know, that just... I like it 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 hurt my heart. It it definitely hurt my feelings a little bit to see it. Um but it but uh, but it was understandable and it made me very interested in seeing what was going to be next for Utah. So, I forgot to mention this earlier too, which is a shame. But there is a post-credit scene also, and in the post-credit scene, we get to see um Miguel who Gojo was fighting in the final act. Uh he's eating lunch with Utah. And, you know, Gojo shows up. And I found that to be very interesting. And it, may, it makes me wonder if that's intentional setup for season two. And if that's, or if it's set up for something else that we just haven't been, something else that happened in season one that maybe we're not privy to. Because if you remember in season one, when Yuji is reconnected with uh, Nobora and uh, Fushiguro, that... You know, Gojo mentions that he came, he had just come back from a business trip overseas. And so it would make sense that the business trip he was referring to was was uh, going to visit Miguel and Utah for whatever, whatever it is. And also shout out to them for being in Kenya, too, because I thought that was I thought that was really dope. And I hope that, you know, whenever we do spend more time with Utah, that we get to spend more time, see what he was actually doing there with Miguel, whether that was just fighting, whether it was just helping the people, just I would like to see more. And since I'm reading the manga, I'll probably get that answer <laughs> at some point. But I thought that I think that's really dope. So I'm going to bring this to a close now. All in all. I think this movie was absolutely fantastic. It's good on a standalone watch, but it's it's good because it also gives some some great backstory that we didn't get in the anime with Gojo and Geto, for example, being friends. Uh, learning more about Yuta, who is a very different main character than Yuji, who was the you know one of our MCs in the in the uh, you know in the series. 
I thought it was really great to spend some some excuse me significant time with uh, with Maki and Panda, and especially Inumaki, since we got really good uh, backstory on him that you know that they didn't really dive into in 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 the main series. So if I had to give this if I had to give this film a ranking, I'd say it's like a nine and a half out of ten. It's not perfect. Um, it's not perfect. I, I might cha- I might change that score after seeing it a second time. Um, but for now, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. I do think the the film is is just great as an individual watch, or if you're just already a fan. And yeah, make sure you you know go watch it. So with that being said, I'm gonna get out of here now. Um, go watch Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the film. Uh, thank you all for for listening. Make sure that you go to greatgeekrefuge.com uh, so you can find this episode as well as episodes of my podcast and some of our other podcasts like At The Diner and The Gamer's Den. And also go follow us on all of our social media accounts. We are Great Geek Refuge on literally everything. So thank you for listening and I'll catch you all on the next one. Peace. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.